All right, we are finally live. Sorry, guys, I couldn't get out of the network fast enough, and apparently they didn't want to let me go. Hey, hey. Yeah, you got to love it when you go to clock out of work, and they're like, no, you get to stay a little while longer. Absolutely. Yeah, everyone loves that. Yes, it even happens to me. Yeah. It's been a busy week. Now, granted, you know, this is my first weekend trip. Um since mid-March, actually mm -hmm. February. Yeah, we didn't do a weekend trip in, in March. I thought we did one right there at the very, very beginning of March, right before everything shut down. Mm -mm. No. Okay. No, a day trip. Okay. Yeah, but because I've been going, mm, what am I going to use for a tax write-off because we can't use hotels? You know? I know. Um, Hi, Hi Brenda. Brenda, and thank you so much again for the cheesecake. It is amazing. Yes, it is. It is delicious, and I have the recipe to be printed <laughs> off, and we have the spring form to make it, but it is delicious. It was, or is. We haven't quite killed it yet. It's getting We've there. Tried. It's getting there quickly. Yes. Um, but yes, yes, it was amazing. And for those of you who don't know, because this may be your first episode or you didn't catch the post online. So Brenda has been teasing us with cheesecake. And, um, so she met us on Sunday with this beautiful, gorgeous, amazing cheesecake. That's back. Yes. It is big. Yeah. Like I was, I was. Like I thought, <laughs> I thought it would be like a cute cheesecake. Um, you know what I mean? Like that, you know. And my cheesecakes always come out shorties. Um, so yeah, it, that was like unexpected, totally unexpected. Yes. Um, in terms of like, that's a cheesecake. Uh huh. That's where I was. Oh. Um, <laughs> I'm a cannoli recipe, and we will be in happy dessert land. Mm. I've never been all that big on cannolis. Like, you're big on them. You love them. You think they're amazing. And I'm like, okay, cannolis are great. No, um, they're amazing. Especially if they're made traditional. There is this little restaurant up in Cleveland that is owned by this little Italian lady. Her cannolis alone are worth the trip. <laughs> awesome awesome we will have to after this is all over check that out oh yeah i can see why totally see why mm -hmm. like now my cheesecakes only get like one invite and then they're like okay. Do, well okay because i don't bake a lot of cheesecakes um like that was a mom thing that it was a thing my mother did a fair number of and she was really good at it and by the time i actually got back into like make a cheesecake it was because i had an instapot and that recipe is kind of a bad idea like it's cheesecake it's edible it's a thing but it comes out weird yeah. It's very weird. Brenda, if I find a great recipe for it, I will definitely share it with you. Um, 
I don't know. This may be the lead up into the coffee shop cookbook. Yeah, really? Mm-hmm. That could be awesome. I know. A lot of side side projects, a lot of side ideas now that we're home. I've been bouncing around in our head. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was interesting. It was an interesting weekend. You know, we are following all COVID-19 things. We wore mm -hmm. a mask. We done all everything we can. Oh, she bought the pan for the Instapot. I can understand. I did too. I was all excited. Like, I have a lot of Instapot accessories. Um, that, to be honest, we don't use them all, but my favorite one has been the stupid little egg holder. It is so stupid. Um, but it is perfect, and if you think you suck at hard-boiled eggs, I swear to God, you cannot screw this up. It is a 555. Um, Instapot recipe, which means you, um, basically add your eggs in water, that's it, and, you know, in your nice little stacked thing, um, and it's five minutes of manual high pressure, it is a five-minute natural release, and then it is a five-minute cold water bath. And yep. you get absolutely perfect, almost zero loss, um, hard-boiled eggs that peel easily. Yeah. Like, what the hell? Where has that been all my life? Do I now? Unless your eggs are fresh. Do I ever use fresh eggs for hard-boiled eggs? Oh, no. Well, but sometimes you can't help it. Sometimes you just have to do it. Yes, you can. If you go to the store and get eggs, they aren't fresh. I promise you're at least a week old. Oh, well, in that case, sorry. I thought you were meaning not, like, fresh. Um, yeah. You know, straight from the store at home. Hi, Shannon. Guess what came? Yes. You are so excited. Yes. We will be doing it. This thing's collapsed around me. Yay. <laughs> I have my own now. Oh. Yeah, upside down. There you go. There you go. Yay. So expect well, a video on this. As you see, I haven't opened it yet. We'll open it together. Yeah. Can I just say that was like horrible timing yesterday? Um, and hello, Emily. Yay. We have an Emily with us this evening. Um, so, yeah, that was horrible timing. I had a client call scheduled for dead on to 30 and just as i'm about to dial i like hear the scurrying of the ups guy and i open the door because i'm expecting one little teeny tiny envelope for a client package um and i open the door and it looked like someone just like it, it looked like a ups truck took a dump it did. It just looked like it packed up to our porch and like crapped. And I was like, what did you do? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I see the Walmart delivery has arrived. Yeah, really? Walmart or Amazon? Was that? 
what all was that? I like I didn't even have time to deal with it. I just grabbed my envelope out of it and was like, honey. <laughs> that was the wet cat food, the wet dog food, the dry dog food, the dry cat food, the shampoo, the conditioner, the so hair products. Amazon order. Huh? You did Walmart. That was Amazon. Yeah. It replaced okay. the Walmart order. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. Now it gets delivered to our door, and it costs us about half as much. Yeah, so Emily would love to know what Ipsy is. Ipsy is a subscription service for high-level makeup at a cheap price. Nice. Yes, and we so, are very happy with our makeup. But awesome. But no, it was crazy. I then had to call the client, and it was hilarious because she had totally forgotten about the appointment. Uh-huh. It was just one of those client calls that it's like, oh, thank God, I'm not the only one struggling. Because <laughs> the other part of this, and I don't think this other client watches this, I had totally spaced on the envelope until I realized there's a UPS truck, and I went, UPS, Monday. <gasps> oh, God, I forgot. But, yeah, and then, I don't know, that was Monday for me in general. I don't know if everyone else's Monday went like that, but Monday was just, like, the day of reschedule. Like no, just, my Monday was like, okay, it's Monday, let me recover. Well, that's true. You did a very much a recovery Monday, but my Monday was, like, the day of rescheduling. Mm -hmm. Like, no one was prepared. Everyone was like, oh, God, not today. <laughs> like, I can't do this today. Well, see, that's why I rarely book any appointments on Mondays. Mondays is normally my catch-up and book day. But, no, we should have an app. We will have tarot and makeup video. It may be tomorrow. It may end up being Saturday, depending on how things go. So mm -hmm. we can check out the Ipsy box. We do have a deck to talk about. Because we did get the Lost Souls Oracle, uh, no, Past Lives Oracle deck again. Uh-huh. Yep, yeah, so. that's going to be a fun review. Yeah, <laughs> I think that will be a separate video by itself. So you guys should be getting some good content out. Um, we're still waiting for some things from Wish to arrive. Yep. It's somewhere, you know, tied up in L.A. or, you know, New York. Typically New York. Most, yeah. of, most wish shipments come in through New York. Yeah, and the Port Authority up there have been very busy. Yeah, they have. They very much have. Um, but that's kind of wish ordering in general. Mm -hmm. is, I, I think it's a very appropriately named service for you wish it would hurry up, hurry the fuck up and get here. Mm -hmm. Like, that's where I've ended up with it. Like, I, I had a moment there when I first started ordering with wish, and I'm like, why is this called wish? And then I ordered from Wish, and I was like, oh, got yeah. it now. Sorry, I like a Wish. I like a Wish very well. Yeah. It's just uh, sometimes you wish you would get the hell out of New York. Like, can you let my package go? Let my package go. I don't think it, uh, Governor Cuomo is going to be putting up with that. He is, like, not taking prisoners right now. If you guys have not seen any of his news briefings, they are fabulous. Oh, yes. Yeah. Well, and right now, I totally get it. Like, right now, I think the entire world is back to six to eight weeks. That's reasonable. Mm -hmm. 
Like, I think we're there. I, I think we've gone from two-day shipping. Ugh. Like, I have like, two days. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's just stupid. Um, or being ticked off because our two-day shipment had a one-day, like, stocking whatever delay, and now it's going to be here on, like, Wednesday instead of Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Like, and, like, I don't think... It, honestly, right now, if you're calling to bitch out Amazon, about anything please stop mm-hmm. just don't although just like i can't do it right now like the best i can do is like the occasional chat of like hi my package said it shipped like a month ago um and it hasn't moved <laughs> um is it lost you know, like that's the most I can muster right mm-hmm. now for like bitching out Amazon. And to be honest, I used to be the guy that was like, it's supposed to be here Tuesday. It is now Wednesday. Where my stuff at? Like instantaneously, I'm on the phone. Mm-hmm. But exactly. Exactly. I'm just happy they get here. Right. But if you find yourself buying the same products month after month, after month, here's a suggestion. Amazon will automatically ship it to you. You get 15% off the product. Um, they are very happy with that. Of course, if you have Prime, you get free shipping. So go for it. Yeah. Sorry, I'm having fun reading the comments. So uh-huh. Karen said your package isn't the Jews in Egypt with Moses. Sorry. And, uh, yeah, so then Brenda, uh, or, sorry, Emily threw in, they're using Moses's GPS tracking. <laughs> well, that's what I would call some of this Chinese tracking. It's like literally <laughs> pinpoint where it's at on which plane. Well, you run into some issues there, though. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the problem sometimes with, like, international product and getting it you know, through all the things it has to go through is that you, you're dealing with like, you know, a total, like totally different postal systems mm-hmm. and a shipping carrier and a port authority and a language barrier. And, you know, some of these systems don't really integrate all that well. Mm-hmm. And then you have the time difference. Right. And it, it can, it can be a lot. Yeah. Like it can just end up being a lot to go through that. Meanwhile, how upset should we be? We can literally get stuff here within just a few weeks mm-hmm. um, from the other side of the world for like $3. Mm-hmm. Like how upset should we be? How upset should we be? Well, I'm not even upset. I just find it kind of funny at times. Oh, yes. It's absolutely hysterical. Yeah. But there are moments when it's like you're sitting there watching stuff sitting at the Port Authority. Uh-huh. And it's like, it's been like three weeks. Let it go. Like, what is going on here? Like, what did what occurred? Well, what's occurring is the Port Authority is also right now, especially coming out of New York, because New York's governor has said, you come into New York, you have to give us documentation of where you are headed. 
and you have to verify that you are there um, and that you're going to quarantine for two months. And if you leave and you don't fill out your form or you don't do it online, we're going to fine you $2,000 and you may spend up to 10 days in jail. Well, there is that. And that is amazing. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, New York's been on the uh, on top of the ball from the beginning. Like uh-huh. Cuomo's been amazing from the beginning. He doesn't seem to give a shit mm-hmm. in terms of like you're not going to make him do anything. Well, like that's the it. You're not going to do it. This morning, I got starting to dig into how much federal funding does the state get versus how much federal funding the state gives. The state of New York gives a lot more to the federal government than the federal government gives New York. State of California, same thing. They're not getting a lot of federal funding. They, however, are giving a lot of federal money. Well, right. And that's a large part of, like, the Southern ideal of, like, you know, when we start hearing the, those kind of ruminations on, you know, a second civil war and seceding, mm-hmm. right? you want to balance the federal budget, go ahead. Uh-huh. Because the savings alone, like, we don't even care financially. Mm-hmm. Federally, le- federal level, the finances uh, for the South, like, there is so much money going into the South. Um, it's just cute. You think you can support yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, we don't know how you're going to do it. You haven't been able to so far. Right. Um, um, but, you know. Although there are hints within Cuomo speaking that he is like, why do we have a federal government that can't even help us get testing swabs? Which is a fair point right now. Uh-huh. Well, and I think everyone needs to be there on that point is like, this is not how an epi- a pandemic and epidemic should happen wow. not at a government response level. This, and we should have seen it coming. We wow. should have looked at Flint, Michigan. We should have looked at Puerto Rico. We should have looked at Katrina and I'm going across multiple presidencies there, uh-huh. not just this one. Um, this one, I think, has avoided even, like, acknowledging it, like, truthfully, honestly, and trying. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's the worst part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, or, moreover, has gone, well, but the economy, we really got to fix that, and that's more important. So, grandma and your kids can die. Well. Have I, a great life. But we're seeing, however... Mm-hmm. Different governors step the hell up, and we're seeing who has backbones. I mean, well, we're seeing how far like this party. Well, but we're actually more so seeing how far party allegiance and bullying is going to push this. Mm-hmm. And it did, and I think it's created some massive disasters. Oh, I think um, it's more than create massive disasters. I think it's starting to show who our next runs are. Your our next what? Our next running. I mean, we already have the governor of Maryland who put testing supplies and PPE under armed guard after he finagled a private plane to fly to China and buy it. Right. He has already um, announced that he's going to be running in 2024. Yeah. I think Anthony Cuomo is set to run again. Um, 
because he did run, didn't win, didn't win primaries, gave up. I think we may see him again. But the governor of California, I'm telling you, that man is not to be messed with because he's done pissed. True. Like that Monday call at 4 p.m., I'm quite sure he's cursing them out. I would say so. I, I would say he gets put on permanent mute. Mm-hmm. Like, no, 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 no. We are not unmuting his line. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, you get to listen in. Um, like, that's the number he gets is just the listen in line. Like, not the you're going to talk line, just the uh-huh. listen in line. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Like, I- have you ever been in that call? Yes. Yeah. That's that call. Well, not always. Like, some of your calls, uh, well, now, with one in particular, it's gotten better. They've pulled you guys out of that listen-in-only mode, mm-hmm. um, at least for here for a little while now. Yeah. Um, but no, I always hated the, like, we had vendors that would pull that. And it was kind of a thing for me. Like, it really agitated me. Mm-hmm. That we would have these vendor calls and they would just kind of what they're doing. And you know, half the people on this call are going, you did what? Mm-hmm. You did what? But because we only paid them $120,000 a year, only $120,000 a year. Um. <laughs> We were that client class. We were third class, like sleeping with the the staff on the Titanic of the sinking company, um, because we were down there with you know steerage. Um, no, we didn't get to have an opinion. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, if you paid this company like a million dollars plus, oh, you got to speak on that call. Mm-hmm. And that was when you found out things like, no, the whole reason they're changing this is because this is one of the clients who took that feature, this one specific part of the database, and did their own thing with it and decided to use it totally differently. Uh And the company changed the whole product for them. Uh And we're just all sitting there going... But those of us who are using it the way it's supposed to be used, you just tanked our database. Mm-hmm. You just created days worth of repairs mm-hmm. to fix this. Um, we were just happy we had gotten to a point where they announced these, mm-hmm. just leaving us hanging. Right. Because we had moments where they would do a new release. We'd read the release notes. That wasn't in it. And we apply the patch and suddenly we have zombie accounts coming back. Uh-huh. Like suddenly like 3 million accounts just reopen. Uh-huh. And we're like, oh, God. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's always the fun part. Um. But no, it's really highly interesting that we're starting to see some pushbacks. Um, of course, you know, this weekend also, mm-hmm. Anthony Fauci went under attack, which I think is stupid. 
he's been getting a lot all the way through this. He has, because he won't bend his opinions. Well, he doesn't have opinions. He is a medical professional speaking from science. Right. He is working with best evidence. These are not just opinions. Like, and I think that's important to draw attention to is this is not, you know, Rush Limbaugh saying shit. Mm-hmm. This isn't just, you know, Trump at a microphone and like words, like verbal diarrhea flows out, you know, with no basis for that argument or no basis for that comment. Mm-hmm. This is someone who studies diseases for a living. I know, but what I'm saying, my opinions, is he looks at data and interprets it. Mm-hmm. That's called an opinion on the data. I know, but we've gotten into this opinion thing that one's opinion matters. No, it no. doesn't. Some no. of y'all just need to shut the hell up. Right, but you can take data and draw multiple opinions out of the same data. Anthony Fauci's opinions, they seem to be right. Well, it it is an informed opinion. It right. is based on something other than random lack of knowledge. Right. Um, it is, you know, you can do a lot with studies. You can do a lot with data and research. Um, but you also have to have a good eye to understand what you're looking at. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. <sighs> and <laughs> sorry, I read Emily's comment. It's uh-huh. very true. Yeah, it's the worst game of uh, 99 lines. Mm-hmm. Um, very much so. But, you know, so this weekend. We did readings. We followed guidelines. It was a beautiful, fun time at Earth Magic. We done a class. Mm-hmm. Followed guidelines. We even went the little extra mile on guidelines. Yeah. However, down in Fairmont, apparently, and this was brought to my attention earlier by Brenda, mm-hmm. there was a church that had a speaker's weekend. With at least 200 exposures. Yeah. Uh, It just keeps... I don't know. The news is writing itself anymore. You know, like the news of the stupid. It's not even news of the weird anymore. It's just news of the stupid. It just keeps writing itself. It's like, how many ways do you need to hear this? Um, and I heard the argument made um, that much like HIV and condoms, that COVID-19 and masks, um, that, you know, the, the point was made that through HIV and, and condom uh, advocate, uh, advocates for condom use, that, you know, shaming people to wear a, uh, a condom doesn't work. Um, being belligerent towards them doesn't work. But it's one of those moments, it's like, what what do you say to someone at this point to get them there? Like, to help them get it. That, you know, because to me, I think we're just finding out that a good chunk of our population 
is kind of sociopathic, very well, interested and doesn't give a shit about others. I know, but, and this is the problem, and this was stated in the news conference Thursday. Uh-huh. You know, Governor Justice really doesn't have any jurisdiction. He can only make executive orders. He can't issue penalties. True. That has to go through the legislature. That is wrong. Well, that last part, yes, is that you can create local government ordinance. Does mean you're going to have a statewide patchwork. Mm -hmm. But yes. Yeah, but... The, it is wrong. The state health department, your county health department, and your city departments all have authority to enter buildings, to close buildings down, to arrest people that are not following those executive orders. It's a crime and should be prosecuted. I am very glad, and I know a lot of people will be outraged about this, I am very glad that Montgomery, uh, Morgantown, mm-hmm finally got their shit together and went, oh, we actually have power to do this? Great, let's do that. Well, and I think most areas are trying to hold off on having to do that. That, mm-hmm. that Because once you go there, um, that's a hard place to come back from. Mm-hmm. It, you know, it's like the, in as it should be, it, it is a tool of last resort. Um, cause you can look at the case of typhoid Mary, like New York's been through this, right. um, is they literally had to get to the point of forcibly incarcerating typhoid Mary mm-hmm. because she would not do it, follow any of their advice. And she was continuing to make people sick and kill them mm-hmm. as far as evidence showed, mm-hmm. um, Ultimately, she was committed for the rest of her life. Oh, we're talking about all plagues in general. Yeah, we're talking about all plagues. That's just one case. We have laws on the books from 1918 that were never took off. Mm -hmm. You know, we have law, we have given the health department. And they enjoy torturing us smokers. And I do say torturing because, you know, you can't smoke here, can't do this, can't do that. But now that they need to do their jobs and stop harassing us, they're not. And that's where the uh, kind of the world has been, or at least the U.S. has been for a while now, is that vice laws, which is what that is, Mm -hmm. um, are way easier for people to get behind. Mm-hmm. Like, we, like, let's look at our laws criminalizing prostitution, sex work. Um, let's look at our laws um, controlling alcohol sales. Let's look at our laws concerning tobacco products. Let's look at our, you know, like, there's a whole list. Adult bookstores, all of, there are a number of laws that fall into vice. Mm-hmm. And culturally, we've allowed that. We've found that acceptable. Mm -hmm. This idea of morality policing Mm -hmm. seems like a good and noble and just cause. Um, Culturally, at least. Um, We've been doing it for decades. Probably well over 100 years. Yes. 
um, that we have created laws one by one mm -hmm. um, surrounding trying to control behaviors. Mm -hmm. At least ones that a majority of people might find objectionable or at least can't argue for mm -hmm. from any like moral high ground. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's hard to argue from moral high ground for, you know, a sex club. Generally speaking, when you start trying to make it a, a morality issue, which is what these have always been about, it becomes harder to to hold that position. Mm -hmm. um, or at least that's been the case. Like, no one's gotten a, a good, solid moral argument out. Reduce of rape, reduce of drug use, reduce of... Um, criminality, reduce of prosecutions. But ultimately, that's not what it's about. Ultimately, this argument always boils down to a religious, a Christian mm -hmm. set of moral principles. And if you're trying to make an argument of um, sex situations that are outside of marriage that are extramarital, that are premarital, that are, you know, in any shape or form outside of one man, one woman, a ceremony, a ring, and life, you suddenly find yourself having that argument. Right. That, well, what that's what I'm saying by morality. It's not that, the, that any of these activities are by themselves immoral, Mm -hmm. in a broader sense. I'm talking about that like little segment of morality mm -hmm. that is claimed, but apparently a lot of our legislature cannot actually adhere to. Mm -hmm. You know. Well Shall we just take a moment for the Schindler's list style, you know, of uh um every single representative who has ever been caught with their pants down. Um, because wow. we could be here a while, like we could fade to black and just that list will run for a while. Right. But what <laughs> I'm saying though, is the health department was created during the times of tuberculosis to control tuberculosis. Why they are not doing what they were designed to do is beyond me. Mm -hmm. Furthermore, we have a governor that fired their health department person, replace them with someone who, you know, stepped up for the community to provide a safe 4th of July, mm -hmm. um, and has yet to make it on camera. Like, she's not been at any news conferences, she's not made any statements, she's not done anything. Well, and I, uh, Alexandria, I do want to ask a question. When you're talking about a period in with uh, in which people with HIV would knowingly pass it around as well, uh, how do we? How are we talking about that? Because that can take a few different forms, um, and that depends upon what we're talking about. Because that ranges everywhere from early uh, uh, HIV-AIDS crisis 
in which there was still we were in that phase of this is what we think is going on but we were still working to prove that mm -hmm. um in which there were people still having unprotected sex um then there was another phase of that in which a lot of people were intentionally uh becoming uh hiv infected because they assumed it was going to happen anyway and they wanted to take control of that and then there's um bug chasing and gift giving and like those are very different issues to talk about mm -hmm. like that falls into totally different mindsets yeah. So I want to be careful in case, you know, uh, I, I like they all kind of apply right now. Like there's various forms of that happening. Like that's been the most traumatic part of this for me, like mentally, is that we've kind of shot through 40 years of HIV from start to now. Um, like of, of like finding out, exploring, you know, denial, like the whole whatever process. Revenge, grief, yeah. We've, like, we're all, uh, we have gone through the entire roadmap of, like, 40 years of HIV in, like, four months. Um, people who have been legally charged and known to pass. I'm thinking S, uh, SVU episode based on true stories. Oh, no, 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 no. Um, okay. I get what you're saying now. Um, and that's into criminal transmission. Um, okay. That's a little different. Yeah. And that's been a very contentious debate. Um, on the one hand, you run into a limited number of situations in which there has been intentional criminal transmission. As in what you would expect in, in a case for those words to apply. As in you have someone who knows they are HIV positive who is literally ignoring any treatment options, knows they are spreading the disease, and is out for a kill, uh, for, for, you know, a, a kill list. Like all the people they can possibly infect. Um, and they're doing it maliciously, cruelly, and intentionally. Then you get into what criminal uh, transmission became, which and again, like, I get the bluntness um, and, because it's the only way you can ever talk about that topic. Um, then you run into the counter version of that, which is you end up with a lot of overuse of, that, of those statutes. That criminal transmission kind of became this weird place where um, arrestees spitting, uh, like an HIV-positive arrestee spitting on an arresting officer was now charged with criminal transmission, even if no transmission occurred. 
um, you ran into situations where it became this like ultimate revenge boyfriend thing. Like they break up, supposedly both parties, you know, knew each other's statuses. They for they stopped using condoms somewhere in their relationship. And then in the post relationship, it kind of becomes this thing that we're going to fight this back and forth. Mm-hmm. I, it, yeah. I'm sorry. You know, we got even got to the point where some states, if they became HIV positive, they were immediately charged with criminal transmission. Um, well, now, North Carolina, this is where this kind of came up for me. Mm-hmm. is and where i have a problem with criminal transmission laws mm-hmm. follow the bouncy ball for me in north carolina what they started doing was if after being diagnosed as hiv positive you then like say a year two three etc showed up with another sexually transmitted disease say you're sitting there and you have gano or chlamydia or whatever suddenly you have a new infection they immediately prosecuted under criminal transmission without a complaining uh partner Uh under the assumption you uh, or which seems fair to a degree that you have had sex without a condom so thereby you've engaged in a uh, act of criminal transmission even if you were on meds even if you had a zero or an undetectable viral load what happened in north carolina is suddenly you watch the numbers after those cases started started appearing when it quit being about you know hateful bastards running around with you know a loaded weapon like trying for a kill count and suddenly became like consensual activity you watched hiv testing plummet because there was a loophole in this theory if you don't know you're hiv positive you cannot be charged with criminal transmission mm-hmm. you don't get tested if you don't know it then you can't be charged with it so a lot of people quit testing mm-hmm. that became the bigger issue out of it is that to protect themselves financially to protect their lives um a lot of people quit hiv testing mm-hmm and refuse to test and refuse to know their status and continue to engage in whatever sexual behaviors they wished for. Now, what also came out of that is you started having HIV positive patients finding doctors out of state so that if they had an uncomfortable discharge or painful urination, or anything else that would indicate an STD, they started showing up anonymously out of state to get tested, to get treated, and paying for drugs out of pocket 
to avoid criminal transmission charges. Mm -hmm. But I can't even enforce a isolate, you know, 14 day isolation. However, they can put people in jail for months. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, yes, Alexandria, this actually was a problem before U equals U, um, which is what you're talking about, is that undetectable is untransmittable. Um, I know there are still a lot of people that are uncomfortable with that idea. Um, that, you know, we're still like, I, I think there is some concerns there that because it hasn't happened doesn't mean that it couldn't happen. Um, sort of like there are a lot of people that are in the same place with uh, PrEP. That just because it hasn't happened doesn't mean that it can't happen. Like then they're still requiring you to test if you're on PrEP just for that reason. Uh -huh. to establish that baseline of, okay, this is what we think is going to occur. This is what in controlled studies we can show, but we're still in that, uh, you know, it, HIV is not something you want to sit and play with. Uh -huh. Like, you know what I mean? As in, you want to be really confident before you tell someone that this is a 100 percent mm -hmm. i'm still waiting for the shot vaccine that has supposed to have been happening for 20 years now and i still have calluses on my feet about well there you go yeah. um and no that's a big part of the COVID 19 problem is we keep talking about this like we're gonna have a vaccine like you know 18 months like hi we've been hearing about an hiv vaccine for decades well here's the difference and this is something that caught me off guard okay got a question to answer but okay. here's the difference they've already dna sequenced it they've already got the retrovirus for it they done that within two months they can't do that with aids or they don't want to it's it's not that we don't know anything about HIV. 40 years of HIV science has led to a lot of information. There's tons of information. Mm -hmm. What we run into with HIV is that it is a very hard to stop virus. Like it's a super weak, super stupid virus on one side of the equation. On the other side of the equation is it's also very rapid. As in the way that it works is a way that it's sort of like trying to get rid of fleas. Is it just takes one. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, so it would feel. You just got to miss one little spot in your house. Or one little spot on your dog just doesn't want to work with the damn flea meds or just that one little area you forget about and suddenly you start all over or like with lice again same thing you forget one stupid thing you have that one stupid kid that just like doesn't want something washed and hides it and you know whatever 
and suddenly you go from a class outbreak of lice to everyone's got rid of lice to now everyone has lice again. Mm -hmm. But then, and, and we're going to wrap this up so I can get a get to the question. Yes. Uh, Sorry about that. Is they can close down bathhouses. They can close down um, clubs. They can imprison people for mm -hmm. HIV. Okay. The health department that was designed to, to control a epidemic mm -hmm. that turned into a pandemic suddenly a hundred years after their creation cannot use the same powers they enforced before i think a lot of this comes down to you end up having a tide of uh support when you're talking about typhoid when you're talking about a, a variety of diseases um or hiv is a perfect example because of the original limited community spread and the fact that the community was already hated at least in general pop culture it was kind of you know the gay community not really everyone's favorite um turning the powers of the county health department the state health department against people the vast majority didn't give a shit and in fact appreciated it and the rest of the group because you will see in hiv history there were massive fights against and very loud angry town hall meetings against closing down bookstores closing down bathhouses closing down um all the places that were shut down Mm -hmm. there was the same kind of you're you know ruining small businesses you're bankrupting people you're you know against our rights why don't we get to make the choice ourselves there was a lot of that argument mm -hmm. so yes and but okay so getting back to the, your question um and I'm assuming that came in. Oh, that came in from YouTube. So I don't have an actual name. Mm -hmm. I have a screen name of GMSOOHOV. Mm -hmm. I don't even know where to pronounce that. Um, who asks, when will I meet my future husband and what will his name be? Okay. So for these, we're actually going to pull the Black Moon Astrology cards. Let's see what they have to say. Yes. So looking at it, I'm going to say that your future husband will be a Virgo. I think you probably will not meet him until next year sometime during Sagittarian time. And as far as the name... I get a D, like David. I don't feel like it'll be David. I feel like it'll be some other build on or that, but it'll start with a D. Now, if he comes out as Richard, but he goes by Dick, don't come back and hate on me. <laughs> yep, there you go. Identity is fun. Yeah. Um, but yes, yeah, so, and Brenda brings up a point that I kind of want to go into real, real quick before we move on. 
Mm -hmm. um, is on the HIV situation is until straight people started getting it. And it was actually um, uh, hemophiliacs were basically the biggest tide changers. That when you had nice, pretty, white children with hemophilia, um, which is a, um, a bleeding disorder that requires blood transfusions, when you suddenly had hemophiliacs, um, nice, affluent, pretty white people, pretty white children, nice white suburban housewives getting HIV, then yes, yeah, suddenly, suddenly America started to give a shit. So, and our response was to ban, uh, ban uh, men who have sex with men from donating blood, which we are still, still, 40 years later living with. Mm -hmm. So, yes. Yep. And still living with that discrimination, even though it's... Um, I believe, yes, Ryan White is who you're talking about. Good job. Thank you, Alexandria. You're doing great. Mm -hmm. Okay, and she also asked the question. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, my siblings have been on my mind. Any chance they will be reaching out to me anytime soon? We'll see. We're going to stick with the, uh, the astrology deck. Well, it shows here for it, of course. Of course, you're missing them. I feel they miss you also. Then the next card is Saturn Returns, which means that there are some age issues or some aging issues. I feel they do reach out, but um, with the 8th house being the house of endings and beginnings, I think it'll be a different relationship than you're used to, and this may be connected to somebody's death. Mm. Mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Well, and, but we've got to, that's a thing to definitely, you know, in this whole COVID 19 situation, talk about is the fact that death can break up families and it can also bring them back together. Mm -hmm. It's amazing how much petty shit can happen when someone dies. Mm -hmm. Bides families up like you know, so and so took mom's you know silverware, and now the whole family is gonna like go crazy over this, and we're never gonna talk to each other again. And then other times with age and time and passage, you start seeing people in a different light, and you start caring about the. Like, this crap was stupid. Why did we do this? Why did we act like this? Like, you know. Yeah. Um, and I also feel like, in general with it, and just the whole situation, it just feels like a very nervous conversation to begin with. Um, I know that you guys weren't raised together, and she says that she didn't know them until a couple of years ago. But I think that this whole COVID thing is kind of pulling things together, making people reevaluate families and lives and all that. Mm -hmm. uh, 
but at the same time, it's going to change our dynamics. In a lot of ways, the way we view education, the way we view social structures, family structures are changing. Um, and I think that, you know, for a time, we may start seeing the resurgence, the resurgence of family things and family connection and finding simple connections. Mm -hmm. um, I know for one thing that we started doing that I'm kind of like is the lunch or dinner in the park. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Lovely place to have lunch and dinner. Yep. Breakfast as well. That has been a wonderful park issue or a wonderful uh, place to have a meal. Mm -hmm. uh, sorry, things that happen when I try to read and talk at the same time. Um, but yes. Yeah. Uh, oh, wow. It is a small world, right? Um, yeah. Because Alexandria is pointing out her brother is in the military and my husband is gone right now for training, training with someone I believe works with my brother. Like, small world. Right. Um, very small world. Very, And that's the way the universe works to start cramming people together and finding connections with them when they're wanting to work on building that energy together. I see that all the time when I look at soulmate relationships and they would have known everybody. Well, we even had that when it's like, oh, I knew that one. I know mm -hmm. that one. You know this one? Yeah, I know that one. Oh, yeah. Like, um, it's, I don't know. I was thinking about this movie earlier today and I just wanted to double check the title before I said it. Um, so that's what I was typing. Um, but there was this great movie years ago, stars Glenn Close, called Things You Can Tell Just By Looking At Her. Mm -hmm. Really kind of interesting look at that sometimes seven degrees of Kevin Bacon concept mm -hmm. of, like, you don't realize how everyone's lives are interacting with each other. Mm -hmm. And, like, what happened to this person is happening in a way to this person and the next person and the next mm -hmm. and how all these things influence and flow together. Right. Um, and yeah, that does happen. Right. I um, mean, we lived in complexes right beside each other. You went to school where I used to work at a bar on called college. It was on called college. No, uh -huh. it's like, why did you not just pay a cover? We could have saved a lot of time here. I know. Well, and but there's so many things there is that, you know, we were on the same dating sites. We were, you know, had friends in common um, or at least new people in common, I guess, is the better version. Um, I had tons of friends that went to that bar. I didn't pay cover charges because I never got my money's worth. What? I can't, like, I was poor. Uh-huh. Like, can I just point out, I was living off of, like, 70 bucks a month from my grandmother and the, I think, roughly $250 or 240 whatever it was, of work-study money. Mm -hmm. So, for, like, $330 a month, um, somewhere in there, $320 a month, Mm -hmm. That's what my life was on. Like, mm -hmm. that was like food and car insurance and cigarettes and school supplies and gas and, yeah. 
Yeah. And this whole mothering personality thing I got going on ain't new. Mm -hmm. It didn't just like pop up like five years ago. It's not like a low T event or something. Um, it's literally like been with me my entire life. So I stretched my $320 to make sure everyone was like fed and comforted and had everything they needed and, mm -hmm. you know, took friends out to restaurants because they were having a bad time. Not that I didn't have friends that did the same for me, mm -hmm. but yeah. I like Brenda's comment. You know, I don't know. And that's a hard thing to say, but honestly, I don't know. Um, anyone familiar with Doctor Who um, might remember an episode in which River Song was talking about, have you ever seen a picture of someone from before you met them and you know it's them, but they're not them? Like, that's not the person you know. Mm -hmm. Um in like talking about that, I don't know that at that time, if we had met, I don't, th I think that would have probably been the beginning and end of it. Mm -hmm. Like, I think we were in totally different places. Like we were in the same physical location, but life-wise we were in totally different places. Yeah. Um, and I don't think it would have worked out and I don't know that it would have been a good thing. And I think it may have been like, you know, the forever closed door kind of thing mm -hmm. that I think we both would have had massive issues yeah. with who were, we were that. I don't know. Like, I was, I was, I don't know, I was weirdly uptight in college, uh -huh. but I had so many things going on, and I was processing mom's death, and, like, uh -huh. trying to survive, and I was going through a, like, you know, uh, phase, uh -huh. like, yeah. Yeah. I don't know that we would have really gotten along well. Depending. Mm hmm Depending on whether you caught me on a work night or if I was just a hanging night. Okay. Those are two. It's kind of like you say I have ace in mode. I used to have Miss Raven mode, and it's a totally different personality. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I don't know. I, I didn't have a, a, like, I never really got big into drag shows. That was the other part, is there was a really long time there, like, I I don't know, drag, just, I don't know, I didn't identify, I didn't really get it, mm -hmm. I wasn't really, like, and I, like, it's not that I didn't know anyone doing drag, I, like, I knew a few people that did drag, but I don't know, like, personality-wise, I was just kind of like, okay, whatevs, you know. Mm -hmm. Not harming anyone, and, you know, it makes you happy. Go with God. You know, <laughs> like, whatever. Not for me. Mm -hmm. um, like, I'm not there. I'm not interested. I, you know. That is on the After Plague vacation list is Provincetown. 
Yeah. Um, and it'll be a first time for you. It'll actually be a return for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's going to be a combination trip because the way I look at it is if I'm going up north, I'm going to hit all my important spots. I'm going to go to Boston. I'm going to go to Salem, of course. There's a few people I want to stop up and see, give a hug to because they've been great. And a few others I've got a piece of mind waiting on. Um, and then I'm going on to Provincetown and enjoying the weekend. And no, there will not be shows that weekend, uh, that week. There probably will not be social media that week unless it's pre-planned. But yeah, no, I've been to Provincetown once and we'll just go ahead and talk about this real quick. Um, I was going through a lot my last year of college and kind of having this sort of like for all the uptight years, I finally hit my last year of college and I was just like, fuck you, fuck everyone, fuck this. Um, you know, I'm tired of like being there for everyone. I've got too much on me. I kind of like went crazy for a little bit. And I literally, no joke, what had been talking to a guy online for like two weeks who had just gotten out of a relationship. Ironically, his one and only previous relationship was with someone named Joe. And they had planned to go for um, Bear Week. And he had already bought the tickets or whatever, like paid for the trip for two people. So two weeks into talking to a guy online, I literally let him buy me a plane ticket and I got on a plane without telling anyone where I was going, what I was doing, when I'd be back, how to get in touch with me. I hopped on a plane. I flew to Boston Logan International Airport met a dude, and went to Provincetown for the weekend. Mm-hmm. We've all done it. Well, but that was, like, probably the worst. Like, that was the one even I looked back and went, you know, <laughs> in terms of bad life choices, <laughs> mm -hmm. that could have gone really bad. <laughs> It isn't like you packed enough to fit into the trunk of a 1987 um, Bonneville, got in the car, well, and drove up to Ohio and just started a new life because you got a good job interview. Yeah. Well, I mean, on the flip side, I did. The only thing that made me, like, okay with this or, like, makes me feel okay with the situation was I did require him to have a full itinerary. So uh, like the trip up and the flight back, like both of those had to exist. Like, mm -hmm. and non-refundable. Mm -hmm. Like that's not a ticket you can cash out. Like that was my biggest thing was like, okay, before I do this. <laughs> uh, that was the only thing I did though that was even remotely like, I might live through this experience. Uh, <laughs> I've had weird and wild things happen in my life. Both times I moved out of state, I had no plans for it. I just went and did it. Um, well, yeah, Prachi, it is a reading session. We do do a lot of conversation when we don't have questions. So definitely feel free, pop your question in, and 
once we finish a topic, we will definitely answer your question. You know. Make sure to include your birthday. Yeah. But, you know, both times when I moved to Ohio, it was a couple suitcases and a computer. Um, when I moved to North Carolina, it was one of those army sacks. Um, literally, that's all it took. Hello and welcome. I didn't think I'd seen the name before. So, yes, hello and welcome. Oh, thank you for joining us. Um, but no, well, and see the end of that relationship. Let me fast forward. That relationship did not last, obviously. Do the ever. Um, obviously. Um, there were so many things wrong with that relationship. But ultimately, at the end of it, um, I got broken up with through Instant Messenger, AOL Instant Messenger, uh, two weeks after Valentine's Day. Um, after being ignored on Valentine's Day, um, I still may have some issues with that. Let's, you know, not dig into that tonight. But there was this whole point in which a friend of mine, like, I was so, like, hurt in that breakup. Part of me wanted to drive up there because, like, he wouldn't answer the phone. Like, I got an, a breakup message, and then the, little, the the fucking coward would not answer the phone. Um, part of me wanted to drive up there and be like, no, we're having this conversation right now. And I actually had a wonderful friend who was like, you know what? Take my car. Because I'm like, my car will not make it. I cannot afford a plane ticket. I'm not even sure I've got gas money to make it all the way up there. And she was like, here's money and my car keys. Like, do what you want to do. And I really had to set with that one amazing friend. But two, I was like, but what do I do once I get up there? You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to drive to New Hampshire technically and have this out because I don't know what's going to happen. Uh -huh. um, you know, is it going to be like, okay, awesome friend who let me use your car. Um, small problem. <laughs> I don't know how I'm getting home or I'm not coming back. Uh -huh. You know, like, like you imagine that movie moment where like everything comes together and whatever, you know, and he's freezing. Tick tock. Let's see where it goes. Why wow, he's freezing. Like video. There we go. We're back. Um, looks like our internet connection may have been resetting. If, you've been hearing us the last minute or so yay if not welcome back um yep. and right, like a question oh i had an amazing time on the trip um so pranchi asks so i'm a vet do you see me being a good healer and successful as i'm applied for overseas i'm assuming here. good i gud i'm i think just meant we'll take that like, as good. Um, yeah. And it's September 18th, 1986 is the birthday. Let's make the lawyers happy. Okay. I'm figuring it's in the chat. As long as they post it, I'm not reading it. 
Actually, yeah. But also see yourself as being able to be reinvented because, you know, we have Mercury in retrograde, so that's, of course, is reinvention. Then, you know, if you're asking about your success, Jupiter comes up, abundance. Yes, you'll be very successful, very happy with applying overseas. And, you know, then your other card is Taurus, and that tells me that you're a very big person of I have or I have done, and I feel like that's going to be important. So please be, as you're applying overseas, boosting about what you have done, where you have been, and how you have done that. You know, if you got vet of, you know, vet of the town or best vet in town, don't care how small it is, make sure you boast about it. Okay, um, I was taking bet a different direction. Yeah. Okay, I was I, like, so, sorry, I have that problem sometimes. I was reading that as veteran, not veterinarian. <laughs> veterinarian, and she's uh, European. Ah, okay. Um, but yeah, yeah, so awesome. Yeah, so you yeah. know, there is a new book that has, you know, we that we have oh you're a gold medalist cool so yeah be bragging a little bit about that um there's a new book out about our favorite favorite group of cheeto that has been a lot of work a lot of court battles over actually well that seems to be everything about trump is a court battle so it's and books especially um, and right now we are seeing a flurry of books coming out, aren't we? Mm -hmm. Like we've got, uh, Mary Trump with, um, her, what sounds to be amazing book, uh, too much and never enough. How my family created the world's most dangerous man. Um, she is a PhD in psychology. I do believe it is. So she is actually deconstructing the mental health of Trump. Not that there's many pieces of his mental health left. Um, yeah, that's where we're going. Um, and then we also turn around. We have John Bolton, who has a book out. Um, the Room Where It Happened, a White House memoir. Um, I think we all kind of like, I don't know. I think his book kind of got sidetracked. Well, I think it got kind of hidden because we had other things going on. Of course, it falls out of news media. It seems like every time Trump loses a battle, it falls out of news media. And I'm like, hmm, what's he covering up? What's he hiding? What's he trying to hide? Well, I think a lot of it is coming down to, I don't, I see, that's where I start having problems. Mm -hmm. is I don't even know that it's like a legitimate trying to hide things. It's just, there might be something negative, sad, at all. Mm -hmm. Like, it could be as bad as, like, he's losing his hair. Like, no shit, everyone knows this. But... Yeah. For Trump especially, it seems like that's a criticism and therefore bad. Like, should be illegal. How do I suppress it? How do I sue it away? Mm -hmm. But so, I think yeah. it's really interesting to see the, uh, Mary Trump's book come out. This is what I actually may get on Audible and listen to. 
normally not a political spe or political reader, but this one sounds like. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Well, I don't think it, like, and here's the thing: I don't know that anyone's going to learn anything super new. Uh huh. But I think we're all in the category right now. We know he's mentally unstable and was raised by narcissistic parents and had a, you know. Like, you could sit there and potentially make the excuse he had a horrible childhood that turned him into the monster he is. Um, but, and then when you go into John Bolton's book, you kind of, like, yeah, we're, we are all very aware at this point he is totally clueless what he's doing. Mm -hmm. like, he's just, like, hearing words and saying things. Right. Um, and doesn't even care to be fully informed enough to have an opinion. Right. Um, so yeah, I don't know that we're going to learn anything new, like nothing super new, um, or anything shocking really. I think though, it's just like all of these books are going to be like accumulating evidence. Right. But um, maybe not like interesting that it's being released now. Yeah. Well, of course it's being released now. Like publishers ain't stupid. They want to make as much money off these books as they can. Like, they are trying to get everything ready for November. Mm -hmm. You know what this year is. It's a re-election year. Mm -hmm. People want to see this. Um, uh, let me see. Oh, here we go. This oh, is where you're, you're getting a reading on away my away from my personal opinions on. Let the cards do the talking. There we go. All right, so let's see. Will Trump be reelected as president? And then after this, I'll show you something. Share something else about the whole situation. <sighs> All right. Here we go. Of course, we know he has the desire to be reelected. Mika makes good points. Which talks about the benefits and him focusing on what he can get out of it. However, we have the Grand Tran, which is the blessing card, which for the Americas would be that, you know, possibly he will not be. And the final outcome card is Sagittarian, which means we will see. Um, and seeing all truths. So I do think that there is going to be some more scandals coming out, some more information that may keep him from being reelected. Now, I'm not in the frying pan. I'm not in the frying pan at all. But I am going to say that there are a number of psychics that have predicted that he may not make it to reelection. Um, a number of them have wrote blogs, both internationally, that they are looking at the astrology, they are looking at uh, visions they're getting. I've heard everything from a heart attack to impeachment since day one of this guy being reelected. Uh, well, this guy being elected. If he gets reelected, he may not live out his term. I have not seen as much scuttlebucket as everything pulling together. 
Yes, well, and it's kind of a very long, sorted issue. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, hi, Isabella. Um, let's go ahead and get your question in, and we'll be happy to answer. Because um, we do have your birthday, maybe? No. Yeah, we have the birthday. We just don't have the question. Well... I don't know that. There we go. Thank you. All righty. Um, I don't know. Like I, quite frankly, like Trump just seems like a cockroach in general. Like he keeps surviving shit that he shouldn't. Like well, the fact that he's gone through this much of COVID nineteen without yeah. a mask and being a dumbass. Again, but protected very closely, and you know, a lot of things are kind of you know we've wrapped them in bubble wrap. That's not surprising. Um, what I do find interesting, however, is he has been to Walter Reed now three times mm -hmm. for something medical, and there has been no release of it. However, if Bush had a BP blood pressure elevation. There was a two-page article in New York Times. I don't know. Part of me thinks this is like our most mapped up president right now. Like something tells me, like, I don't know what it is. There's just something about like the last few months. Mm -hmm. I feel like he's propped up. Like, I don't know. Have you ever seen someone that just looks like they are just like, they're, they, they got pulled out of bed for an event Mm -hmm. Kept up and like thrown on stage. Like, go out, do your thing, and then we'll let you collapse. Yeah. Um, see it quite often. I think he's on RSF. I really think he is. That's uh, possible. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. He just has that glassy look in his eyes way too much. And I know it's not contacts. We all know he wears glasses. Yeah. That's why the teleprompter is in the back of the room. Dude. But, you know, it's been interesting. Isabella, um, we're waiting for your question, honey. Yeah. So, but, uh, yeah, Alexandria, I don't think that we've got a vaccine or a medication that's actually working. Now, if he is taking other stuff, um, I don't know. I don't know if maybe that's what like his doctors are doing to get him to take shit he needs to be on. Is saying, oh, this will fix your, you know, this will prevent COVID-19. Take this, you know, like exploit the stupid. Um, but anyway, so Isabella has a specific question. Um and that's if my next spiritual guide is already in my realm, or is he still waiting for me to complete my tasks? Um, and let her know if she needs to explain her question more. I don't think she needs to explain it more. Okay. Okay. So, for this, I'm actually going to pull a different deck, because this really doesn't... The Black Moon Astrology is great, but let's go ahead and use the vibrational energy cards okay that's typically known as the oracle deck right yeah yeah, yeah. which would make sense 
Mm -hmm. This is kind um, of a cool thing. The first one is time lapse. The second card there is creative expression. And the third card there is combustion. So let's break it down. I don't feel like he's in your guide range yet. He will be after you complete your task. And I feel like this is either a creative task or learning a new skill that you'll need to help communicate with him. Okay. Well, let us know if he needs to explain that answer more. Yeah. I actually like flipping decks. Normally, I just stick to the terror, but I think I'm going to start pulling out my toys. Well, you know, it's fun to play with. Yeah. Um, and sometimes different questions get better answers with different decks. They but did. Totally got it. <laughs> like, nailed it. Understand it perfectly. Awesome. So, yay. Yay. Yeah. Well, I love it that you were able to get that. I'm, I love questions like that, too. Um, those are more questions that I was trained to read. Um, but I like the other ones, like, when's he going to call? And, you know, the gossipy ones, David just loves to death. Uh, he loves the gossip about people. So, and I'm kind of glad that Alexander has been in with us tonight because I have a, the um, ISIS agency rescinded their order on um, international yeah. students. Yes. Yes. Yeah, because we were, uh, well, because that's been a long-term issue of online education not qualifying for visa status. Mm -hmm. um, and I would say that for a long time there, I've kind of supported that idea. Um, one, I think we're uh, abusing the H-1B visa program a lot already. Mm-hmm. Um, to basically hire l people for less money mm -hmm. um, and kind of ignoring um, U.S. citizens to begin with. That right. if you've gone through the U.S. education system, if you have gone to college in the States, you have paid all this money out. And there's, you know, it culturally an expected, or there used to be, kind of an expected return on investment there. There was an idea of what this should pay. Um, and a lot of the H-1B visa program has been about trying to find it cheaper. Mm -hmm. It's like your cost cutter version of an employee. Mm -hmm. Like we'll hire you, we'll bring you in, you'll enroll in classes, we'll exploit you. Um, so yeah. Um, and I believe that's the H-1B visa. I, I never was good with visas. Um, just double checking that because I feel like I got that wrong. Yeah, H-1B um, is the work visa. Student visa is the one for students. It's the S-1. Yeah. Sorry. That's okay. I got that wrong. I, well, but I have problems with both programs. And right. that's ultimately the issue. Right. Is that we tend to, because it, it, it tends to be less of, I'm not saying there are not students that are here legitimately. Mm -hmm. um, like, I totally get that. I have known international students. It is a wonderful opportunity. But then again, there are other situations in which they, they're kind of being recruited. It's a long-term plan to hire a less expensive employee. 
Right. It's kind of the inverse of the program that I dealt with when I was working um, in college. Mm-hmm. We did an international student program that sent over students that had already been recruited by a company. They have a very tailored through a local college um, program that ends up sending them to the U.S. to Greensboro, North Carolina, of all places, for very specific classes and training. Mm-hmm. And then they return to Germany and they already have a job. While they're enrolled in education, they basically have a stipend that pays for everything. Right. They're already receiving an income. Right. And that's the, and that's the way Germany works. This mm-hmm. is one that I've been very much avidly um, wishing that the U.S. would get on board with. Well, yes, and if we were doing it in that direction, that I, I'm perfectly fine with that. Expose students to other cultures. Please, help, you know, start paying students from the beginning of their education. Right. And hire people you plan to keep for 30, 40, 50 years. Mm-hmm. However, that's not anywhere close to what we're doing or how the system's being used. Right. Um, in a lot of cases. It's coming from the other direction is how do we hire the cheapest person for the job, recruit internationally someone who is showing aptitude, mm-hmm. bring them here to the U.S., push them through a specific education, and then hire them into the H-1B visa program. Mm-hmm. However, what I'm saying is, is in Germany, when you're a high school student, and there was big news today about in Japan, when you're a high school student and you take a test and mm-hmm. it shows what your skills and your qualities are for aptitude and successful career placement, interest in career placement, and then companies hire you right then and there and then help the government helps and the companies help pay for your education. Right. Well, and we do this in the US too. Like I did the aptitude test. My mm-hmm. siblings did an aptitude test. Right. Um, the big companies contacted you two weeks later for an interview because you are well, flipping zero, no one cares. Flipping zero, no one cared. Right. In Um, Germany, that's quite opposite. Right. The biggest problem that, at least when I took it, and granted, granted, that has been over 20 years ago. Um, the biggest problem when I took it is that test was built around occupations that no longer existed. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a very outdated test mm-hmm. um, that had a lot of biases. Mm-hmm. Um, and that had been pointed out multiple times is that, you know, if you were, because I, I believe it was uh, the test was set up that it uh, gender differentiated. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you were a woman, you would be told you should become a nurse. If you were a man, you were told you should become a doctor, for instance. Mm-hmm. You know, that like it, it had a lot of uh, gender stereotyping of careers and uh, a lot of limiters, mm-hmm. uh, especially for women. Um, but a lot of it was also just it. it it was very hard to interpret. It's like they required you to take it, but then they didn't do anything with it, at least yeah. not mine. Like, it's like, okay, here's your aptitude test results. Mm-hmm. And that was the end of it. 
Right. So, yeah. I don't know. I I don't really think that people should be pigeonholed necessarily. I think it's good information to have. Um, but I also think that sometimes it may skew a little. Mm-hmm. Is that it may not embrace the understanding of what the jobs are. Or, like, the categories were very generic. Right. You know, it's like, it, like they were very almost specific. Mm-hmm. Um, as in, it didn't really open up for, like, a world of diversity. Mm-hmm. As in, like, sometimes maybe that's not your exact thing Mm -hmm. but you can bring that like aptitude or ability to a different position Mm -hmm. and you know that maybe we have some serious misunderstandings of what aptitudes you need Mm -hmm. um, to be in certain fields that was my feelings on it but mika asks do you want birth dates all along yeah okay so 22082 why does it seem like I can't get along with people or they don't like me when I want the opposite? Okay. <clears throat> so the first card with this is the air element. It's communication. And, of course, we have Venus with love, because you do love people. But we have Leo with I will. So this shows me that you're coming on or trying too hard. Like, you're trying to be friends with everybody. You want people to like you. You want to get along with people. But you're coming on, like, really strong cologne, because you're doing all the work. And then when you turn back and go, okay, it's your turn to do something, they're like, oh, no, I don't want to do anything. So my suggestion would be to do the opposite. Don't try to make people like you. Be you. Be who you are. And if they like you, great. If they don't, guess what? There's other ones. Yes. Yeah. There is a wide divergent sea of people in the universe. And if they aren't biochemically connected to you, treat them like cheap cologne and put them on the back shelf. All righty. That's, that's an interesting sentence. Okay. All righty. <laughs> Sometimes you say stuff. Um, but okay. Yeah. But, you know, I think that we as a country, need to embrace online learning. Mm-hmm. And I'm not talking about Phoenix University. I'm talking about regular colleges, um, regular things being more online-based. There mm-hmm. is no reason for a student to have to fly to their class in California when they can sit here in West Virginia and get the UC Berkeley classes. Mm-hmm. I have took classes from Scotland, Never had to be there. I have took classes from England. A lot of my metaphysical classes are only offered in England. Never had to go there. You know, meet the teacher online. He has a lovely video. She has a lovely video. Work through, do the classwork. 
to complete the projects. Mm -hmm. Not hard. There's very little in a traditional classroom setting that cannot be done online unless you have severe needs or severe disabilities. Those are different. Well, but do you think there might be issues for some people with, like, actually, like, I know I've run into issues in a class before where I just struggled with a concept. Mm -hmm. Like, I just couldn't get there with it. Mm -hmm. Like, base material didn't work for me. And mm -hmm. I, like, I needed a little extra there. Right. Like, you know, it's not one of my core subjects. It wasn't one of my core things. It was an ancillary thing. And I'm just struggling mm -hmm. with, like, one concept. Mm -hmm. Like, I just need, mm -hmm. like, 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. For someone, the professor, typically, or a TA, or someone, like, I need resources. And I think that for me, that's been like the missing component of online classes. Okay. That a lot of them are built around this, that exactly what you're talking about is that you're going to show up, you're going to sit there, you're going to hear the material, mm -hmm. you're going to see the PowerPoint, you are going to do the lab, you are going to whatever. Mm -hmm. And aha, mm -hmm. work, idea, understanding, got it. Right. Um, and that's true for, for a lot of people, for a lot of things. But then there's sometimes just that one concept mm -hmm. that, like, it, it's, it's a vital component of everything after it. Mm -hmm. And, like, if you don't get it, you're lost from here on. Mm -hmm. You have to get this concept. Mm -hmm. um, and I've run into those and I like, I've struggled for a couple of weeks because I don't get this thing back here mm -hmm. and like, I've got to go in and someone's got to like pull out the pots and pans and everything in the toolbox to like, okay, well, how about if I do it this way or say it this way or explain it this way? And we have to go through a few things mm -hmm. and then it's like, Oh, I got it now. Right. Um, and that's been my biggest concern. Um, and I think that's a big concern that they're trying to address with like ideas of not necessarily, you know, that if we do online classes for um, like elementary, middle school and high school students mm -hmm. come this fall is mm -hmm. because in that part of our education, there's a lot of foundational material. Right. That, like, if you miss this concept, if you don't get this thing, you're going to be lost for everything after it. But, and Shannon even brings this up, in every yeah. online course that I take, there's always one-on-one -on -one time with the instructor. Matter of fact, my life coaching course, it required one-on-one -on -one time with the instructor. Which is great. Um, unfortunately, I went through, like, a traditional college i took i think you know one like legitimately online class mm -hmm. um and it was exactly what you said in the beginning though is like yeah. watch the material do the quiz get the grade mm -hmm. you know like that's it like bam 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 and done 
Um, you know, and that's all you had to do. And our biggest impediment for that class was that you couldn't do all the material at once. Mm -hmm. Um, you had to wait until it released. Mm -hmm. like you had a specific date that this will be available, you know, that you can even look at it. Mm -hmm. And then it was available until this date. And if you didn't do it in that time, you're screwed. Right. Now take the quiz mm -hmm. and move on with your life. Right. Um, and there, there wasn't any option really. Like you could email, mm -hmm. um, but it was like there was no like in-person sessions. There was no office hours. There was nothing there. Right. Um, for like, hey, I'm struggling with this thing. Mm -hmm. um, thankfully, it was not a difficult course. It wasn't something that that changed my life. Mm -hmm. uh, it was one of those weirdo college credits mm -hmm. um, that they kind of de specifically designed um, a, like for an online class mm -hmm. um, or that was easily teachable as an online class. Um, and other than the struggle of like getting really into like part of the content and being like, okay, can I just knock this out? Because mm -hmm. I'm typically a read ahead kind of person. Mm -hmm. um, like, you know, let me just go ahead and while I'm on a roll, mm -hmm. I'm rolling with it. I got this. Mm -hmm. uh, let me just keep moving so that I continue this, this, you know, process. Um, but yeah, there was, I, I don't know. Um, I never have run into that online class where you had legitimate support. I've had in a number of courses, including my doctorate program. So. Okay. You know, though, believe me, my doctorate program, which I finished last year, but still have to get the diploma. Um, yeah. yeah, and then you can officially call me Dr. Dick. But anyhow. Um, yes! Anyone who doesn't get the reference has never watched Sybil. I, like, the minute, I, I was, yeah. There's yeah. a whole long story there, but short version is, once he gets that piece of paper, he becomes Dr. Dick. But I think that we need to embrace online learning. I think we need to embrace homework, mm -hmm. uh, work from home. Because there's a lot of office jobs, i.e. the collector's job, i.e. a lot of other jobs. There's <coughs> no reason that they cannot be done from your desk in your dining room or mm -hmm. your desk in your home office. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think these are cultural norms that need to be embraced because they've been embraced everywhere else. Well, and a lot of it has uh, centered around companies being afraid people won't work, that they'll be less productive, that they will be less controlled, mm -hmm. that they will be less professional, that they won't. Like, I, I've noticed businesses have a lot of fears around losing the ability to shove someone in a box. Like, well, but here's the other thing. Just looking at one change mm -hmm. over this past two months, mm -hmm. you know, one of my networks designed an app that works on my phone. Literally, I don't have to go to the website unless I got to do housekeeping. My productivity on that site has went over the moon. Yeah. 
Well, because without needing, you know, the traditional computer setup and internet and all the things that go along with that and being in a location where you can use a laptop, yada, yada, yada. When you remove that, you start to have more like available time. Mm -hmm. And they also with that uh, seem to stop penalizing you with like a login lag. Because that was the biggest like impediment you ran into to like trying to use short spaces of time to work mm-hmm. was that you got you seemed to get penalized for thirty minutes. Yeah, like you logged in and then there was this thirty minute lag before you would take your first whatever mm-hmm. um, call, chat, yada. Yeah. Um, so yeah, with that, that one is like that immediately just removed that right. um, as an option. It's like, well, I've got 45 minutes here. I could take like 45 minutes. I could do like three or four, you know, chats or calls or whatever, mm-hmm. except there's a 30 minute lag. And by the time I get in, mm-hmm. I'm going to take like one, maybe two. And then I got to fight to get out. Right. Because that was the flip side of the coin is like, and then sometimes getting out of that system mm-hmm. was, you know, a straight fight right. to get the system to be like, no, really. Yeah. I can't do this now. <laughs> Stop calling me. Do what now? I need to go to sleep. I need to get on air. Yeah. I need to be somewhere. I have a doctor's appointment. I have a line. Uh-huh. I need to use the toilet. Uh-huh. Um, and that was the other portion of the problem. And I know this is like a little TMI here. But when you were stuck to that uh, computer for taking chats, um, in a lot of ways, you couldn't do anything else. Right. And you were just at the whim of of these networks mm-hmm. or when you might possibly finally get a bathroom break. Mm-hmm. When you might finally possibly get to go get a coffee, uh, like go refill your coffee mug. Mm-hmm. Or, At point, I thought about putting my coffee pot in here. Mm-hmm. If I could figure out a way to keep my creamer cold, it would have been. Yeah, really. Well, you know, micro fridge, but yeah. But no, I've got all your stuff behind me. Yeah, really. But under the desk, that's where it goes. Um, But no, like being in that situation, it does mean you have to kind of have a more rigid time period Mm -hmm. that is dedicated to this. Right. Instead of being able to go, you know, hey, I got a few minutes. I don't, like, I'm early for a doctor's appointment or, you know, I'm waiting on a, like, whatever. Mm -hmm. You know, to be able to turn it on and say, okay, I'll do this for a few minutes. Right. Which is one of those things that when you talk about productivity is sometimes being able to knock stuff out in a few minutes Mm -hmm. instead of having that, like, fixed like Monday through Friday, eight to five with a one hour lunch break, blah, blah, blah thing going on. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, 
because I do know that once I had the ability to answer email on my phone, which was my personal phone, I paid for the service and everything, um, you know, and apparently paid for the ability to get abused. Um, but once I was getting emails from work on a device that I could take anywhere, a large part of my last uh, uh, of working with that company with the debt rec uh, uh, recovery uh, recovery agency was like responding to people mm -hmm. and just having that ability sometimes to like be on lunch and not and like be able to head a client off at the pass and like answer their their very important question, but very easy to answer. I don't need to look at anything. I can tell them what's going on just to be able to sit there and type that really quick instead of like getting the emergency phone call of such and such client is on the phone and they want to talk to you now. Mm -hmm. Well, there went my lunch. Right. I got to shoot back to the office to appease this client, and then what do you do with that? Well, Mika, that's a good question because we're actually both different. Yeah, well, we are different. We're very different. I am a multitasker with 40 different things running in at the same time. I can't stand that situation. I am definitely a, like, I am serial. I am totally serial. Like, it is one thing, and then another, and another, and another. Yeah. With minor exceptions. It depends a lot upon what I'm doing. Right. If there are some things I can do multiple things at the same time. That's typically things that results and habit, uh, like, results aren't important, and habit is, like, it, it's a thing I can do in my sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, those are things I can sometimes do, you know, all at once. Right. Um, Me, I'm forever the multitasker. I will have the washer running, cooking dinner, working on an email reading, taking chats from a client, and planning my next web, web post. All mm -hmm. in the same micro breath. Yeah. There's a reason um, I have six guides. It's because they all get to work. Yeah. But no, for me, it's, it's typically a, a linear thing. It's mm -hmm. like, it's just like one after another. Um, and I interrupt horribly. Um, and that was like a key warning for our relationship in the beginning was like, look, I don't interrupt well. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm just going to tell you now, I'm going to set you up for this. I do not interrupt well. Like mm -hmm. if I am locked into something, I don't come out of that happy mm -hmm. because it's kind of like I create a micro world, like a mm -hmm. little bubble world, and mm -hmm. I'm in it. And the only thing that exists is that thing. Mm -hmm. And like the phone ringing or, you know, chat messages popping all over the place or people running in and out. I, I start having issues with like I've have that demand my attention. Mm -hmm. Um, I have trouble with that. And you don't come out happy. And I don't. I can literally have four different conversations running um, at the and same time. Not that the phone's ringing and the UPS guy's at the front door and the dog needs to go out and 
yeah. you know, I can do it all. I can let the dog out, answer the UPS dude, go flip the eggs, whatever, all at the same time. But that's because that's how I've been built. Well, whereas I have issues walking in the house with groceries, car keys, and someone asking me anything. Right. Like, I'll tell you three to one, you are going to find my keys in the freezer later. Yep. Like, that is what will happen. Uh-huh. Um, I've done that so many times in my life that when someone's like, I can't find my keys, my first response is, check the freezer. Yep. And Turn there's up. a reason it's because you came in, your hands were full, you're still holding keys, you're trying to get stuff out of a bag, and if you're like me, your first priority is get the frozen stuff back in the friggin' freezer. Mm-hmm. So where do your keys get laid down? Somewhere around the fridge. Mm-hmm. But no, great question, because there are different types. I can multitask, he can't. I've worked in... You know, one of my first jobs was taking care of 79 people at one time. Mm-hmm. I learned to multitask a lot and be like, okay, prioritize. What needs most focus at this moment? What can wait a second? And what do I need to take care of? I'm also highly organized. Like, I have a planner. I have everything. In, when my world is in perfect order, everything is has a place for it. So I'm cutting down on time that way. Yeah. Um, but we'll talk about that because there are a lot of differences we've negotiated through. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That'll there be a good topic to talk into. All right, guys, we're going on two hours. We normally try to keep it around an hour and a half, but if you stuck through this way, thank you very much. We changed the scroller. I will. Thank you. And we do want to thank Beverly Walker and the Crystal Lotus Shop for being Patreon supporters. If you're interested in becoming a Patreon supporter, please visit pcspnetwork.com. Um, you can also find other great content and information about us there. Yep. And how to get readings, how to mm-hmm. engage with Joe on computer projects or website projects. Social media and marketing is my department. I'm also the project manager for Mystic PCs. And, you know, of course, leads like you for Ace and Knight. Um, oh, let's not go with the list. Yeah, okay. He yeah, does like four business cards. Yes. Yeah. Yes, you do. Or should. We've only ordered you two. I should have a life coaching one, a project manager one, a psychic one. And a mediumship one. Yeah, we combined some of those together. It's okay. Yeah. Um, but, guys, have a great night. Be safe. Don't be stupid. Wear a mask. Um, and take care of yourselves. Yes. Good night, y'all. Good night. <laughs>